everyone, and welcome to another episode of Half Hour with Astra Theatre Company. I am joined today by a very special guest who is not from Kansas City, but is an incredible artist and dear friend of mine, the one, the only, Joey Lavarco. What's up, Joey? Hey, hey, how's it going? Not bad. Who is on your shirt? I am wearing a uh, queen sweatshirt. Oh, okay. I suspected, but I couldn't see the, the actual... The name of it. Oh, there it is. Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, the album cover. Have you seen the movie? I have. It came out? I yes. actually have not seen it. What's your What's your cliff notes? What's your hot take? Hmm. Okay. Are you a Queen fan? Queen, like, lightly. Like, you know the <laughs> hits, essentially. I have maybe. a few of their vinyls that I have listened mostly to. Yeah. So, the movie was rated PG-13, and I personally don't think there's any reason why Queen's story or Freddie Mercury's story should have been um, PG-13. Edited, it been like sort of diluted a little bit? Yeah, it's like watered down Queen, I feel like. Um, and I know there were other versions of it that were R or that other actors wanted to do and they kind of got turned away because they wanted to sell more tickets, obviously. Um, so I would say if you're a fan of Queen and you like the music, um, definitely great if it's kind of like an eh you know you don't have to see it and you'll be okay <laughs> amazing i appreciate the uh, the honesty it's on my list rami malik i have to say though rami malik is worth it that's he what i great. heard he's incredible yeah. have you watched mr robot i haven't but that's you know the first thing anybody says when i mention his name so yeah i don't know of any th of his other earlier work but he's pretty incredible in that night at the museum what who is he in that <laughs> He's um uh the I I it's a historical figure, so I'm not just gonna kind of say anything. Um, <laughs> I uh, really enjoy him as an actor. Um, Mr. Robot is really crazy and like a little too real. Although I wish that an anonymous person would wipe out all student debt. That would be fun. Um, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um. Well. Anyway. What have you been up to during this, uh, the great stillness, as I've been calling it? Well, the great stillness just keeps getting longer and longer, so I have to find new things to do. Um, right. But mostly, I'm, I'm picking up a lot of piano, actually. I'm trying oh, cool. to just learn some new party tricks so that when things go back, I could say I did something. <laughs> um, playing a lot of video games. I do that a lot. Nice. Playing a lot of virtual games with friends in general, I feel like my social circles have kind of like turned into just virtual games online, which is not bad, you know, I'd rather connect with people and have fun than kind of just like see people through text or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and then just reading and trying to watch more TV and movies because I'm not really good at it usually. So. Me neither. I feel like so many people at the beginning of quarantine were like, I've binged 70 seasons of this or, you know, whatever. I think I've truly watched one show. <laughs> what show? Uh, Watchmen on HBO. Um, have you seen it? No, I miss out on all the HBO stuff because I don't have it. Oh, baby, I'll send you a password. <laughs> well, in that case, Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, it's good. I'm not a big comic book person, but I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, the, and the way that they tie in like current uh, racial issues is really awesome and striking and acting is incredible 
it got a, it gets weird fast, but uh, in a fun way. So yeah, okay. I'll, I'll send you the password. Oh, you should check it out. Thank you. Um, That'd be great. Yeah. So Joey, tell our, tell our millions of listeners a little bit about <laughs> yourself. So, so you were born and then what happened? So where are you from? Was... Where'd you grow up? And, and when did you start like performing and, you know, being sort of sucked into the arts? Okay. Um, I was born in New Jersey. I came out as a little rigatoni and <laughs> then, and she always had, you know, cast recordings playing through the house or would take me to see shows when I was a kid and would always watch the Tony Awards every year. And it was, I think 2001 or 2002, she was watching it for Mamma Mia. Mm. that's what she wanted to see like it was a big day everybody was excited about Mama her and every mom around the world yeah of course you know who doesn't love Abba um and you're in town performed and Hunter Foster and the company did run Freedom Run and that's where the bug bit and I would somehow learn the choreo at seven eight years old and do it on the coffee table um and then I never did I ever think I would do it ever in my life. I was also very young, so I don't know if I was capable of thinking that, but um, I was playing football for a while, plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember getting to a point where I was sick of getting beaten to the ground, essentially. Sure, um, yeah, I can sort of um, imagine that that wouldn't be very fun. Yeah, it's not, you know, um, and you're, you're just like lugging around all this equipment. I got to a point where I was like, who's enjoying this? And I went to my mom and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And she was like, okay, well, you should still do something. So she saw an ad in the paper for a production of The Music Man at a community theater in New Jersey, the Montclair Operetta Club. And I went and that was my first uh, show ever. I think I was in the uh, fourth grade at that point. And ever since I've been doing a lot of community theater in Jersey and then, you know, one thing led to another and I haven't really stopped. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and now you're just, uh, we should also mention in the, the off-Broadway company of Jersey Boys. So it's really yes. like a self-fulfilling prophecy, little um, Rigatoni in <laughs> Jersey Boys. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I couldn't have said it any better. Um, so your mom was sort of always like artistically not necessarily inclined, but like sort of always bringing arts like to the table yes. and to your, you know, your sphere as a Yeah, kid. my mom, my first Broadway show I ever saw was Cats when I was, and the original, <laughs> the original Broadway production of Cats. Um, and I was probably like three or four years old at that point, way too young to be in a theater. Don't bring your kids to see a show. Especially <laughs> Cats. I mean, first of all, that's an expensive nap as I call it when kids fall asleep in Broadway shows. Um, but also, what a scary show, even now. Right. Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't fall asleep. I, I actually wound up enjoying it a lot, um, which is just ironic because if anybody knows me, like that is the last show I could probably ever be a, not a dancer at all. Um, but I loved it. I loved the idea of like this group of people being in a room and singing and dancing and telling this story, you know, whether you want to, you know, call cats a well thought out story or anything, you know, that's on you, but um, it, it was, it was something special. And I guess maybe that's kind of what 
sparked the flame. I don't know. Um, but yeah, she brought me to that. She brought me to Rent when I was a kid. Yeah. Which is also another show not for kids. <laughs> Definitely not for loved kids. It. But yeah. I loved it so much. I, I just sang the songs not knowing what any of them were about um, as a kid. And then, you know, I realized there was a possibility that I could do it. We realized that I could sing and act and when did you like have a moment when you were like, okay, this is like something I want to stop doing like as a hobby and something I want to start doing like as something that I could maybe keep doing, like make a livelihood from or go to study? Um, I would say when I booked 13, mm -hmm. because for so long I was doing community theater and it was great. And I, and I was working with wonderful people, um, learned probably the most I, I could as a kid from community theater and watching all these people kind of do their thing for fun. And it was just all fun. And I got to 13 and all of a sudden um, the caliber just dramatically switched. And I was with a group of people constantly who, while, you know, the company all had fun, it was all work and everybody was just was so focused and so yeah. pressed about putting on something special and then thinking more long-term, you know, where are things going to go from here? Hearing other kids talk about their careers and what they've done and what they want to do and oh my God. who they know. Like, it was all great, but it definitely sets you up for this mindset of okay like let me let me get in on this now and and kind of make it a long-term uh career i think it's so cool that growing up in jersey you kind of have access to all of this like from such a young age like not only the community stuff like in jersey where you grew up but also like just going right across the river and being able to see like broadway shows from such a young age like it was always such a part of your childhood and like your education of like this crazy thing that we do yeah and also I mean along with community theater I got my first uh manager from doing a community theater show when I was 10 or 11 years old so it also got to a point where I would do like a normal kind of school day in public school and then eighth or ninth period my mom would come in pick me up because I had an audition at four o'clock in the city for some commercial. So yeah. it's also like kind of getting that lifestyle as a kid and learning how to like go in a room and how to behave and just and also how to like like front load your studies. I mean whatever our studies are when we're in fourth grade. But I mean that continued on through high school and stuff too, right? I mean like you have to balance and learn how to maintain like an acceptable GPA at the same time as you're like fully doing a Broadway run. Oh, uh, well, that was very hard. And there's probably no reason why I should have been <laughs> where I was academically when I was, but um, yeah, that, that was definitely a struggle. But I got to a point after the, the height of 13 where that ended and then I was in high school and I kind of actively chose to spend some time in high school and just kind of live as a normal teenager and do my high school shows because they were fun. So yeah. I wound up doing like all four of my high school musicals every year. 
and living life as a teenager and then I was like okay I still want to do this so I would have been a monster I would have been at this I would have my ego would have been out the fucking door to be like yeah I just closed a Broadway show but I guess I could come back and do (laughs) look I'm sure my ego was out the door at that point I'm not going to say it wasn't um but 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 I think that also speaks to like you were there to like have fun performing and also probably I imagine like enjoy the people you were surrounded with so it wasn't necessarily just about like being in the best thing possible or the thing that the most people are going to see it's like you also were there for like you know your people and also to enjoy yourself yeah because in especially in high school like if you ever did shows in high school you know that the theater kids are the people you fuck with the most you know (laughs) so like it's doing shows with your friends and you all are basically the leads yeah and you just get to fuck around but also have fun do what you love my high school was kind of strange because it was very much like the misfits like you know how we sort of find our way in that room because we're like you know not necessarily the most academically gifted or the most like athletically gifted but this weird thing also happened for a few years in my theater where like it was kind of like greatest hits of every like click in school. So we had like people from the football team or like people from the band or people. That's from- awesome. And it was this weird thing where I was like, did I make this cool? Or is this just like a random, <laughs> like all of a sudden this year, like people from all different areas are coming together to do, to do this thing. Um, I wonder if that was that kind of what it was like in your high school or sometimes I also be like small town Kansas vibes where there's not a a lot of other extracurricular options it it might be um only because my school was I mean they shoveled like millions of dollars into the sports and football and and, you know that whole thing so the arts were always sidelined um but if we were doing a show and I remember this we're doing like like my junior year, we did High School Musical. And for our age group, High School Musical is Hamilton. So um, not really. Speak for yourself. Seriously, in any way. Um, but, but, you know, a lot of people wanted to do it. So you had like random people who can't sing doing it from like the lacrosse team. Like the girls from the lacrosse team came and were like sports sports people athletes <laughs> sports people yeah sports ensemble um yeah so I guess like all that is athletes. kind of what I mean because the specific moment that I'm thinking of when that like phenomenon happened was when we did Greece so that's that probably yeah and they all it. wanted like, to be in it yeah like a well-known sort of thing to bring people into it just for like the fun of it um yeah but I, I promised when we did when we did our town though they didn't all flock to do it (laughs) baby i wasn't even at the auditions for our town so i'm pissed that i was (laughs) (laughs) um so what were you what was your journey like um pre-plague what were you up to uh like leading up to court uh yeah the whole lockdown situation and how did that change your momentum um yeah so i was doing jersey boys before the saw you know, got shut down. Um, and it was nonstop over there. Ever since I joined the company in November, I started rehearsals late October of 2019. And it was just nonstop because when you're put into a show, you know, you rehearse all the time because you're right. rehearsing by yourself and you don't have a company to do it with. So 
you're kind of like fully going until you're thrown in and then you're in the show and usually things are fine. But after I was put into the show, then they had to get me ready for Frankie Valley because I cover that track. And that's like a monster of a beast. So I was in rehearsals again all day after I opened the show. So then eventually I get into Frankie and then you have like creatives coming back to see it and they rehearse you. So I was basically just in rehearsal for so long every yeah. week, like three times a week at least, barely had time to think about anything other than the in show. In addition to like fully doing the show. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you're doing yeah. the show like eight times a week and also rehearsing it three-ish days a week, you know? Yeah. Um. So just just full speed to nothing, you know, when this all happened. And that's been a huge shock um, at first because I'm also in Jersey now living with my mom and my family. Mm-hmm. And it's great to be with them. But like, I mean, just two different, two very different lifestyles streams yeah yeah so i'm just trying to find ways to make myself as busy as i used to be yeah to get a little bit of that fix of you know being busy all the time like doing the thing that you love um do you find that like being put into a show that has such a machine like a well-established machine i would call that show do you feel like there was um did you ever feel like you had to be crammed into a box or like do certain things, certain ways in terms of like how you sounded or the way you acted or, or do you feel like you could really add your own flavors um, within the tracks? So yeah, the show has been running for, I think uh, about 15 years Yeah, between it's opening on Broadway and, and currently at new world. And they definitely have a formula that they know how, how things work and they know how things need to be done. And they know that in order to get certain reactions, certain lines have to be said a certain way. Um, there's also the element of a few of these people now are still alive. So, and they come check in, like the people, it's like some of the seasons or two of the seasons are alive. Spring um, and summer. Frankie and Bob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually spring is, and winter is, no, no, summer is. Sorry, summer who's Bob Gaudio's, and winter is Frankie Valley. Um, Wait, do they actually have corresponding seasons? Yeah, I don't know if you noticed it in the show, but when each season narrates a section of the show, it's divided into four sections where each narr- uh, season kind of breaks the fourth wall and uh, has these direct addresses, and at the top of it, it says a season name so like at the top of the show when Tommy DeVito starts it says spring and it's kind of like the group uprising and then uh summer Bob Gaudio starts and it's when he joins and he writes all the hits and the group is like doing super well yeah falls Nick Massey when things start to you know go to shit and Tommy owes all the money spoiler alert um (laughs) and then winters when Frankie's solo and he's kind of bracing it by himself so yeah each season correlates a season Wow, I did not know that. I was just making a dumb joke, but it turns out art imitates yep. life, baby. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But that's um, like a big pressure to like be portraying someone who is still alive. Exactly. So um I feel like in in some of the scene work, I get a little more freedom to make my own choices and it depends on who I'm going on with or cuz swings and 
understudies around constantly in the show. So I feel like I'm always doing it with somebody different. Um, so, you know, naturally I'll react to whatever anybody's giving me. But vocally, especially if I'm on for Frankie, it's, it's very, very strict. Um, yeah, and I know Frankie has shown up to the show, not what I've been on, but he's definitely shown up and had notes for some guys. So I, you know, right yeah. now I'm doing all right. Um, but yeah, it's it's mostly trying to be somebody who is still alive. So you have to honor that. Yeah. Um, once like all of this passes a bit and we're allowed to gather again um, safely, is there anything that like you hope um, transcends this like moment of stillness? Like anything you want differently from yourself or also like for the industry at large or things that you are excited to return to um, after we are allowed to go back? Yeah, um, I guess I'll start just with personal things. While we're still on the Jersey Boys train, I've obviously spent a lot of time with this material now in my head and knowing it. And, the question I have most of the time is how do I go back better? How do I go back, um, especially with Frankie and just and just uh, emulate this person more? You know, how do I sound like him more in a healthy way? How do I, you know, um, how do I kind of mature in a more fluent way because he also goes from 16 to almost 80 years old in the show right um so yeah i'm thinking of a lot of things in jersey boys that i can go back and, and what's going to make me better um i'm thinking of going back to things like concerts and and uh. new things because I, I i yeah i hate the concert scene i mean i'll just say it. i i really you know the the new york city concert scene is is not something that I love. Oh, I you mean do. like you mean like the like the musical theater concert scene? Yes. Sorry. Oh, to I was to like, I'm ready to go to concerts. I don't know. What oh you're... no, I cannot wait to go to the concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, like the cabaret club, New York City kind of cabaret scene. Totally. Um. So I'm trying to figure out ways to enjoy that better, and that's why I'm learning a lot of piano stuff, and and I'm trying to think of ways I can utilize a full band when we go back, and um you know so just trying to figure out in terms out how... of like making your own stuff or in the sense of rearranging stuff maybe you know like finding new covers to do uh, i don't think i am creating original music in this time because i haven't really felt inspired to sure. um, and that's something i kind of want to just really feel in my blood um but i'm not just going to do that because i feel like i have to um but yeah, so those things, you know, are just, I, I want to go back, you know, better. For the industry um, in general, I hope that with all of this time we've spent learning what we've learned about how racist this industry is. Yeah, I hope so. I, I mean, ultimately, I hope to see more black indigenous people of color in higher positions. I hope to see more people behind the table at the auditions with us. Um, yeah, I, I hope that we, we come out of this um, progressive and, and 
really willing to make change and having that not be something that we just kind of sat with for so long and aren't going to do anything about. Yeah. For me, it's like holding uh, the people in power currently like accountable. Like, how can I do that? Uh, Especially as like someone who has a lot of privilege, like how can I help to like organize and keep those folks accountable for their actions, especially the folks who are like in power or paid a lot of money or make the decisions about who gets hired, you know? Yeah, Um, definitely. And I, I hope that we continue to like find new ways to hold each other accountable too and like admit when we have done shit that needs to be called out and changed you know um absolutely i hope that we can find a way to do that just like as a as a theatrical and entertainment community as a whole you know yeah and i also think it's about creating new standards for our community things that we always have to do things that need to be done and and what i think about is is how you know every season or every six months, I don't know how often it is, but like, you know, the Broadway community comes together and um, raises money for Broadway Cares. And that's great. But now the light has been shown on so many other organizations that our money can go to. Yeah. So now how do we incorporate something that, you know, is as annual as the Broadway Cares, like Red Bucket um, shows or, or um Mm-hmm. like the the red bucket follies or the those like big shows that they have like now how are we going to hold more events like that in order to help this community yeah raise resources for like people who need it uh and maybe in more specific ways you know yeah and i think virtually that's something that has been really cool about this time you know um organizations are able to do instathons and and allow people to really connect with other people who are willing to raise money like it's easy for somebody on instagram to send a dm like a famous star to send somebody a dm if they donate however much money like there are other creative ways that we can do this so i hope that that translates when we go back and we can be in person yeah, I totally agree. What uh, What's your favorite part about the show that you're ready to go back and do? About that, Jersey Boys? Yeah, or that you miss the most? I don't know. I miss I miss living in it so much. This, this world is so much fun to live in. And I think it's really fun because, I mean, this is like, I know Jersey Boys is, a, is kind of a general title, but like, the area of Jersey where this takes place is where I grew up. I know all of these guys, not them actually, but like so many people who are like all these guys in real life. Um, all these old Italian, like big rigatoni. Yeah, big rigatoni, <laughs> raviolis. Um, <laughs> That's a natural, you sort of, uh, it's like Charmander, Charmeleons, rigatoni, ravioli. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, maybe, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Then the rigatoni closes and gets, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know, the biology. Um, But just to like, you mean like be able to represent this community that you like have grown up with and it's like very much a part of you? Yeah, I just feel this in my blood so much, the show and this music and, and, you know, this is music that my grandparents went crazy about. Um, Mm -hmm. And 
to be able to kind of live in this world every night. I, I know what that means to people like that. Um, and also the music is just, I mean, the music is the show. The music is so the show. It is. It's, I mean, it's, it's about the band. It's about the artists and the music is the, the lifeblood of that. Um, yeah. That's yeah. And that's the other thing is like, it's a, it's a jukebox musical, obviously, but I think of it as a play because the songs aren't maybe two or three songs in the show advance the plot, but every song is the group singing the song, performing it. They're performing yeah. it on the Ed Sullivan show or they're perform So never do I feel like I'm this like song and dancey, like musical theatery kind of guy up there. Cause that's also not what I want to be as a performer, as an actor. Um, so it's nice to kind of like live in this like biopic world, you know, yeah. of this band and, and play these real people. And their performances are like actual performances that happen. Is that what you mean? It's not like suddenly they're like bursting out and dancing around a lamppost, like in some other sort of more like fictional sort of heightened. Yeah. Or like the song Sherry is not about a girl named Sherry, for instance. Like I'm not singing about this girl Sherry who I want to come out tonight to the twist party. It's like <laughs> you're just watching the Four Seasons sing Frankie Valley. Yeah. You're singing them sing. Uh, Jersey, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Four Seasons tunes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's like just good music. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Well, we have to begin to wrap up a little bit. I can't believe it's already been thirty minutes. Uh, are you working on anything right now that you can share, or where can we find you? Um, I mean, I'm not that. I, I feel like lately I have not been that big on social media, but I am on the Instagram um, at Joey Labarco. Cool. You can find me there. That's kind of where the updates and stuff happen. Um, yeah, right now I I'm. I don't think I'm really up to talk about the things that I might have coming up. Um, oh, a secret, a juicy secret. No, that's fine. Stay tuned. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, right now I'm really just trying to take advantage of the time that I have with my family. Yeah, that's a great, a great goal. Um, Especially like being away from them for so long. It's, it's been nice. It's yeah, been whenever nice would we have this much time to actually like spend, you know, with our loved ones, because usually right. we're going kind of 24 seven and working insane night hours. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I keep telling myself when times get really hard around here, you know? Totally. Yeah. Same. Um, well, Joey, thank you so much for chatting with us. So good to catch up with you. And uh, Always, we'll, my friend. we'll talk Thank you soon. for having me. Of, of course. course.